Holiday your heart out at Old Navy. Today only, all of Old Navy's cozy sleepwear is 50% off. Plus, get 40% off your entire purchase now at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Sleepwear valid 1116, 40% valid 1115 to 1120. Exclusions apply. See store for details. We back at it. Free Thinkers Radio. Four, three, two, one. Hashtag Free Thinkers. you've never been the same as anyone else. Don't think the same as everyone else. This I'm talk really fast to get this out. This is hashtag Freethinkers. Um, we are uh, here uh, continuing to try to serve the community with diverse voices. Uh, today's show, though, um, every fourth Sunday, we devoted to the um, to the women, to our beautiful women, and um, therefore my male voice is about to exit the situation and make way for our um, our own beautiful co-host and DJ. What's up, everybody, and welcome to All Women All the Time with your favorite host and your favorite DJ's favorite DJ, DJ Lakshah. This show is where women talk about whatever we want because we are women, huh? Yeah. So tonight, I have the privilege of having two special guests with me. You guys want to introduce yourself? Yeah, sure. Are you going to go first? There you go first. <laughs> okay. Um, my name is Genesis. I am a singer, songwriter, motivational speaker, personality, and I'm like super excited to be on the air again. It's been a long time, um, so resurfacing is pretty cool, especially on something like this, all women all the time. You know, I'm all for women speaking and all the time. Um, all the time. being very, very opinionated, as you all know that I am. So this is pretty cool. I'm excited. My name is Joy Roberson. Most of you know me as a songstress, but I am part MUA, part child of God. Amen. Amen. Um, I'm just really excited to be here. Lucky to be in the number. Grateful that Shy considered me for this whole thing. I think it's pretty dope. I am on the younger end, so I guess this is a, a hot and ready millennial point of view. So, right. yeah. Right. Little Caesars. Little Caesars. <laughs> well, we're going to have some fun tonight, guys. Thank you all for tuning in. We got some hot topics. I love to hear like what you think about them. If you guys have response, follow me on Facebook, Shayana Williams. Follow me on Instagram, Snapchat if you dare. Huh? Ah. Yeah. Snapchat if you dare. I just but put somebody it, my snap on this dude. <laughs> but in a minute, we're gonna get into some tunes. So y'all stay tuned. All the things you do. I wanna give you all my love and my whole heart. Wanna drown in your love. No life got ocean full of love, but all I see is you. Talking a beat like I was feeling the time Even though I show love in your face It's deep for me writing these lines I never felt the love, the love, the love like this It's common but yet unique for me to love like this There's really only one reason for my love like this It's you
fine Yep, yep, good to Before go Before it's on way, you know I'll be praying When the cares of this world Try to steal your joy Baby, this your song And even when the light is off And sparks don't fly Baby, this your song What's going on everybody? We're back. I hope you guys enjoy the tunes for this evening. So we're about to jump on in right to our first topic, right? So here it is. I'm gonna set it up for you ladies and then I'm gonna get you all's input and then I'll give mine. Okay, I wanna give mine last. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. So here it is. So you're dating someone, you have children, you have two children. The children children together? No, 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 not with them. Okay. The kids have two different fathers. Okay. So one has one father, the other has another. You get it? Yeah. Got it. So you're dating a new guy, mm-hmm. and there's school times comes around. Mm-hmm. So the kids are getting ready to go on a field trip. So the field trip is $20. You don't have the $20, so you ask the guy that you're dating for the $20, and he respectfully says no. <laughs> Um, he says no Hmm. Um, he tells you why like you know hey I do enjoy you know you and your kids but that's not my responsibility okay Um, it's the responsibility of their father so of course then in our nature we kind of become on defense and we're like you know hey if I would have if I could have got it from their father you know I wouldn't be asking you so do you guys agree with what he said like do you guys agree with him saying no or would you guys like say something different first of all can we get into these these comments somebody's like so you don't got twenty dollars so you ain't got twenty dollars <laughs> that was that's my initial thought like you don't got twenty dollars dog but that's not the that's not the point. okay go ahead okay. i'm sorry go ahead go all ahead, right go ahead. so your dad we're dating my children need to go on the field trip it's twenty dollars that's needed i don't have the twenty dollars their fathers are jerks fathers won't give me the twenty dollars so i'm asking my boyfriend yes for twenty dollars and he tells me no no okay do i agree with him saying no i don't agree i disagree we're dating i don't understand why you won't give me the twenty dollars of course dating me at my age like i'm almost 30 so coming into a situation with me you have to not only accept me, but everything that comes along, meaning my children. Big so, A negative, that's a negative for me. I don't agree. Sorry. Okay. What about you, Joy? Um, I feel like if you were dating me, you automatically knew what you were signing up for. And if you knew I had two kids, then 100% of me means 100% of my kids. So Facts. that just doesn't make any sense okay. to me. Okay, so I understand what you guys are saying, but I don't think he's completely wrong. Um, first off, <laughs> just dating, not engaged, not talk, maybe not even talking about being married, but just dating. I don't think he's completely wrong because those are not his his kids. Okay, I see that. So what if we were engaged? And then he says no. Then what? And what if he has a reason for saying no, not just because he doesn't want to give you $20 for your kids. Like, I don't think it's that. But what if he thinks, like, the kids don't deserve to go on a field trip? A field trip is technically not a necessity in school. That's a privilege. I missed out on field trips because 
God is good. He's delivered. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> but you know, that like that's it. that's a privilege. What if he doesn't think your kids deserve? What if your kids are bad and rude and disrespectful? But that's that's not that's not the the, the premise of this whole situation. But he yeah. never said why. Like we we didn't say why. He said no. Well, t- we did. Like. Yes, not his kids. Yeah, but it could be something else to that. But that should be a discussion comment. that we have together. Like, maybe you should just say, hey, babe, I don't think we should give the kids $20 because they've been showing out. And then I can say, you know what? You're right. They've been showing out. But, but knowing, you just going to flat out tell me no. But knowing knowing black women, though, if they're dating someone and you say something about their kids, it's not going to go that smoothly. That we won't never be engaged if he hasn't shown himself to be a to be what to be man enough mm. my god that's a good point so we won't I, ever be I, I, just, I definitely agree if we're dating and I'm asking you for $20 for my children uh-huh. it would make me look at you differently moving forward like we're just dating here and I'm asking you for $20 so if we get engaged or married is this gonna be a problem in our engagement or us being married like yeah yep. I get that I just think that there's more to the story which is why I don't think he's 100% wrong so if he, if he just doesn't want to give you $20, like, that's a little jerkish. But I think it's more to the story. But we don't know so. the whole story. All we know is right. he just said no. Okay, so take it, take it and flip it. So say you're dating somebody and they call you asking for $20 to get their mom something to eat. Are you still going to say no? Or are you going to say no to him? To give money for his mom to eat? Yeah. Not even his kids, but his mom. You want me to answer? I want, yeah, I want to hear your opinion. Are you going to say yes? I personally won't say no because it's a necessity. I mean, in my opinion, like if I'm dating somebody then, and if I get the privilege of meeting their parents before all of that happens, then yes. But if I haven't even formally introduced myself to his mom or, you know what I mean? Like it's kind of weird for me. Will I still do it? Yes. But will it be weird? Absolutely. (laughs) You're going to do it, but it's going to be awkward. Yeah, it's going to be awkward, but it's well, like, I'll send me, you some money if you need the, it. the devil's child, because I'm <laughs> saying no. You're, so you're asking gonna... me, no, you're asking me right. to give money right. to your right, mom. Right, right, right. Like, your mom, it's not your responsibility to take care of your mom. I'm sorry. Okay. It's my responsibility to take care of my kids. And now that you're a part of my life and you've agreed to be a part of my life, then now taking care of the children is our responsibility it's okay. not our responsibility to take care of your mom I'm sorry Thanks. so what if it's a situation where you know is your mom sick dying uh, she has to be dying for you to say yes uh oh <laughs> the bible says leave and cleave uh, really? leave, leave and, and cleave. cleave but you're not married my yet. god but at our age okay. I'm, I'm sorry okay I'll be, I'll be, I'll be the bad guy. But no, Leave I'm not giving you twenty dollars to pay for your mom to get food, and okay. you can't give me twenty dollars so my kids can go on field trip. So overall, you think the guy is wrong for saying no yep. to the twenty dollars for the kids? I she understand said, why. She said it's his responsibility agree. to take care of his mom. Though. I think it's it's circumstantial though, depending on your situation. I could see how the priority of taking care of your parents first comes into play. You know what Absolutely. I mean? Absolutely. But. You know what I mean? Depending on how life is set up for you, it might not be number but, one. So if I said, if it was reversed and mm-hmm. you're saying, hey, I need $20 because I need to, you know, kind of take care of my mom. And I say no. And I say, well, your mom isn't my responsibility. Then you figure it out. Then what? Okay. Okay. Because that's, that, that's so what, what we're doing right now with the children. What if he goes to get the money from somewhere else? 
Same thing with the kids. What if she goes to get money from somebody else? Well, now where are you going to go to get it? Exactly. <laughs> Just she give said, me the money. But mama going to get this four for four meal. <laughs> you are an idiot. I'm with it. You're not getting $20. You're not getting $20. You get this dollar menu. But no. Uh-uh. Okay, so overall he's wrong, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's a guy here says he doesn't agree. Um... You know, he knew that he had the lady had kids when they started. Right. So in your mind, you should already be financially developing a game plan. Like, all right, the chick to ask for the twenty dollars. That's what I'm saying. The chick I'm with right now got two kids, and let's just be real. You already know. So he needs to have like plan to like spend extra money if you have kids, right? Yes, have it. Have it in your mind that the demand financially will increase when you're dealing with me. If okay, because it's not just me; it's my kids. Okay. So here's the next topic, really quickly. So I saw a post earlier and it says marriage won't be attractive to single people if they keep seeing married people behave like they're single. Facts or false? Facts. Big facts, actually. Super big facts. Super, <laughs> super big facts. And this I would have to agree on. Super big facts. <laughs> this, this I would have to agree on because I see it so much. And to be honest, like it's kind of turned me off from marriage. Because if I'm going to be single in a marriage, like I'm just going to stay single. Right. Like, I'm going to do stay single and do what I want to do. And, like, I don't want to be, like, c- considered uh, an right. adulterer. So I'm just going to... I was going to say something really, really out the way, but I'm just going to save it, okay? Yeah. But, yeah, I completely save it for agree. The next one. Yeah, I'm just going to save it for the next one. But I completely agree. Why do y'all agree? I agree, I mean, for the same reason. Like, it's very disheartening to see married couples like married couple like you don't have a husband at home you don't, you don't got a wife at home so if this is how people act in marriage I'ma just be single cause I can deal with an entity that's not really attached to me but attached to me doing some you know flaky stuff but we married like we in this and you doing some fraudulent stuff yeah, I'm good on it. You just be single. I'm gonna be single, and we can just date forever. You know that seems to be the new the new fad. I mean, oh, Oprah and Stedman have been doing it forever. <laughs> not uh, forever. That Oprah and Stedman been together for 50 years, and they've never got married. You know how much money she could put together? The right. most beautiful. Right. Oprah would have the most beautiful wedding I've ever seen in my life with all of that money. But she's saying it's a negative. She said it's a whole no. Well, it's Oprah a whole no. has a lot of money to keep her company at night. But me, she, myself, she and got I, stamina to keep her company because yeah. I'm not there yet. Like I'm not gonna date forever. I don't wanna. I don't wanna date forever. So I'm not gonna. Yeah. And that's your portion, though. You yeah. know, some I don't people don't desire. So. I'll, I'll be single before I date forever. Like after maybe a year and a half, two years, if it doesn't look like, you know, meet me at the altar in your white dress. God bless you. Thank you for the time spent and all of that. But no, I'm all right. That's a no. That's a big fact. That's a big fact. It's almost like, like if you're thinking about like little kids and how they look up to like athletes, like star athletes. Imagine if, if the media portrayed everything negative concerning being an athlete. Right. Kids would not want to be nobody's football player. You know what I mean? Like it would. You would be growing up with this stigma. Like, oh no, I saw one bad thing. I don't want to be a football player. Absolutely. Nah. It takes that one time you seeing like. You know what I mean? When you get to a point where your eyes are wide open and you understand a lot right. of things, mm-hmm. it takes that one time of you seeing the bad part of somebody's marriage or 
just the idea of them just being out here like they're not married for you to just be completely turned off and if you've never had you know an example as a kid growing up if your parents weren't really like that then you really just prefer to do what you want to do absolutely i completely agree well that's all the time we have for tonight guys i want to thank my special guests you got joy you got genesis you guys have anything coming up y'all want to say oh yeah um i'm gonna be in atlanta august the 31st so everybody in atlanta georgia i hope you guys will come out i'll be at soul village atlanta it's the finale for a shot of gin tour so for those of you who missed the spring portion of the tour this is the last show this is the finale so make your way to atlanta it's labor day weekend so make it a trip y'all come on down friday night Doors open at 8 o'clock. Show starts at 8.30. Atlanta. Atlanta. She's she staying in Atlanta. That's what yes. it will be there. I want to thank y'all Come for tuning out. in. Make sure that y'all catch us next fourth Sunday. We'll be back. It's going to be live and in the flesh. All right. Peace out, y'all. As promised, next up is uh, our conversation on being financially prepared to marry with Hamilton Grant and Elena R. Simmons. We're going to give you a little snippet, but the rest of you, get ready for that podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. So, of course, money is the main reason most divorces happen. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And a lot of times that's in the situation from, from our research where uh, one person becomes a lower you know what I'm saying, becomes lower the other person. And so you have this like one person being the one person being bossy, the other person being um, not wanting to be bossed. Mm-hmm. Right? And so it, it it turns adversarial and by the time it's all over, it's just time for both people to go either way. Now you are very much different because you're in your twenties, but you're both kind of bossy. Right? Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So how does that part work? That's what I'm trying to get to with that. How, how does that part work? You both have your own. It's not like you're, hey, you, you wouldn't be nothing without me. You see yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, I, th- I think we play off of each other. Um, she's definitely stronger in certain areas than what I am. And then she could say the same thing about me. But at the end of the day, I think before we met in came together um, to start a relationship you know we both had our own thing and we were both hard working we had work ethic um, goal driven so we had the foundations of kind of being bossy so to speak separately and so when you come together as a couple I think it's playing off of your strong points um, it's never a situation to where um, I'm holding something over her head in terms of accolades or, or what have you or she's holding something over my head it's, it's nothing like that we work together um, I think another strong point for us is we do a lot of work together Um, A lot of the community activities um, and things that we do around the area, you know, we make sure we do it together um, because we're stronger as a couple than separately trying to do something. So there's a lot of synergy there. like getting closer to your question with the uh, how we I guess handle money or how couples handle money at the end of the day people develop their money habits before they get into a relationship Um, and a lot of their money habits come from however it was that they were raised whatever it was they were taught 
um, earlier I said that we have very different family situations, and um, but we do have different family cultures and different family habits. I grew up in downtown Newport News, um, so I know how to stretch a dollar way beyond its means. Um, and so even now that I don't have to stretch a dollar, I still have the mindset of stretching a dollar. So um, my habits for spending money are wildly different from his habits of spending money. But that's not to say that one is better or worse because, you know, he will enjoy his money a lot more than I will, but I'll have more than what he will because I'm going to save my dimes. Um, but um, figuring out how that, like, talking about the kind of life that you want to live and figuring out what money has to do with that and how your money has to work is um, important to not having these big issues down the road. Uh, so like me, I'm like I said, I'm good at saving money, but I'm terrible at tasking. So I will have all the money in my account to pay the bills and forget to pay the bills because I'm not good with tasking. Whereas he's phenomenal with tasking. If the bills are due Friday, he's going to pay them all on Monday. I would never do that. So, like, I'll organize the money, I mean, but let do him. Friday, I'm gonna pay him on Thursday. Right. <laughs> Either way, Monday like, if, um, <laughs> I'm at the Monday before. Oh, okay. But, um, but yeah. So, like, play off of my strength of making sure the money in the account, and play off of his strength of making sure the bills are actually paid. But you have to know your strengths and know your weaknesses, and then know the strengths and weaknesses of your partner or your spouse or whatever up front, because you don't want to discover those things once you start spending money together if you're on the podcast already just stay tuned for a couple seconds we'll be right back with the entire interview from scratch if you enjoyed that make sure that you subscribe to us on uh, iHeartRadio, Spotify hashtag Freethinkers on uh, iTunes everywhere where podcasts be podcasting we'll see you next week on the radio for a second that the sun like even existed and I had this moment where I was like, yo. All right, so as we uh, we're waiting on our food here at a Harambe restaurant here on Senate Street here in Columbia. First of all, y'all, y'all, y'all didn't know about this restaurant first? No, I, I didn't. An Ethiopian and restaurant in Columbia, South Carolina. That's dope. In the heart of Five Points. Right. And I'm from here. Never knew about it. But I've been to cookout a million times. <laughs> <laughs> so we got we to gotta do something about the... Uh, Hopefully we'll be able to help these help them with their branding. I think that's what's going on here. Hey, I'm all Something's for it. Something's got to go on. We we got we got to do better by our people. I'm all for it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we're here. To, um, we're actually to talk about um, getting couples to be able to you know get married and be able to afford places like this, right? Mm-hmm. You know, because um, one thing I noticed just as we get ready to start being financially prepared to marry. When I got married, I can tell y'all I wasn't ready. And the reason I know it wasn't ready, because we really couldn't go relax. Like, it was the grind probably the first, like, 18 months. It was just the grind. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it was like, you know, um, of course, you know, we had the situation of already having some things in place or whatever, you know, that had to be taken care of. But, yeah, we'll, um, yeah we're going we're gonna to start there. How did y'all, um, first of all, how did y'all know y'all were, y'all were ready? You know what I mean? Ready to take the take the leap, not just to be, you know, date. people date forever nowadays. Mm-hmm. And I say, y'all, you know what I'm saying? How, for, how, how old are y'all, by the way? 28. She's 28. I'm 29. Um, y'all in y'all 20s, getting married. Yeah. I think it's important um, before we talk about how do we know we were ready to kind of really unpack 
how we met because that story in and by itself um, is pretty unique and special. Um, Alana, her grandfather was uh, one of the ones killed in the Emmanuel 9 shooting, Reverend Daniel Simmons. And so um, after the Emmanuel 9 happened, that was Wednesday, Wednesday night, June 17th, 2015, um, kind of taken aback from all of everything that was happening. Um, I, one of the earliest memories I have is remembering the bond hearing for Dylan Roof, right? And so you're listening to the hearing and you're listening to one of the family members speak. And the first word she said was, I forgive you, which kind of took everybody back. And if you remember at that time, man, South Carolina in the South was like, ground zero for race relations. We we had just came off of Walter Scott. Um, a couple months before Walter Scott, you were dealing with the uh, highway patrol officer that shot the, uh, the unarmed black man on Broad River in Columbia um, for reaching to get his wallet, basically complying. And so to hear someone say, we forgive you, that, that was huge. And then the next voice you heard was Alana's voice. Um, and Alana often says how um, their family went into the courtroom without having a notion of, of wanting to speak. And the Holy Spirit arrested her and decided you know, she wanted to speak and the other the words, we forgive you. Then I saw her on TV. And so I just thought it was so amazing to hear forgiveness. So I reached out to her uh, via social media, AKA slid in the DMs, but on a professional level, I wasn't trying to get mm -hmm. at her, take advantage of, of the bereavement or whatever, but, uh, but now I just, just reached out to her because I thought that was pretty remarkable and amazing. And then we met in person at Senator Pickney's funeral. Mm -hmm. um, that's where we met in person. And then her grandfather's funeral was at my former church here in Columbia. And so as the families were coming out of the church, um, getting ready to go to the cemetery, um, the procession of the limousines and the cars were leaving. And then one of the cars stopped. And this big guy gets out the car and he's walking towards my father. And I'm like, it's about to go down. I don't know what's happening. I don't know who this guy is, but he's stopped the procession and got out the car, walking towards my dad and they ended up hugging. So now I'm confused. I'm like, who in the world is this guy? Come to find out that's Alana's uncle and her uncle and my father were uh, roommates at South Carolina State and have not seen each other um, since college and the first time seeing each other was at the funeral and so as the family comes back for the repast and our family came back because now it's a big family reunion come to find out my mother's side of the family grew up AME with her father's side so my mother her father her aunt all knew each other very well grandmother knew each other very well um, and then her mother's side all went to South Carolina State with my dad's side and then both of our grandfathers were AME pastors in the same area in fact um, Alana was Christian at my grandfather's church my grandfather was the one that did the christening and I was there <laughs> there's a whole picture to y'all were set up <laughs> so, all jokes aside, uh, it, 
it may have been, but hey, I mean, right. it, it worked. But now that you fast forward into retrospect to answer your original question, I think it was all God's plan and it all fell in line organically. Um, nothing was forced. Um, we were great friends uh, once we met because, again, our families had known each other 20, 30 plus years and we had never ran across each other until that tragedy. And so to meet each other and then to become friends and uh, work on some business things and then to establish a relationship, I think that's key in setting the foundation. I don't want to talk the whole time. <laughs> Go ahead and jump in. Um, I think like getting to your question about how do you know you're ready to get married, uh, for us, it was knowing how we got together. Uh, we didn't have like one of those relationships that consists of a whole lot of drama per se when it comes to um you know just your 20s the drama that comes with being in your 20s we didn't have that um and from my side of the the deal that was something that was refreshing um so it our relationship has just always been very easygoing it's always been something peaceful and in the long run that's what you want out of life you want a peaceful life you want a joyous life and so what better way than to enjoy that kind of lifestyle with somebody who brings those things to you. See y'all see y'all basically so one thing I noticed, see y'all didn't have a problem with whether one person's lifestyle was going to be up or down from the you know, people get into the don't marry mm -hmm. down, don't you know what I'm saying yeah. thing. Y'all lifestyles were obviously y'all y'all knew each other. You know what I'm saying? Y'all yeah, y'all yeah. lives y'all were from educated families. And like a lot of times you have people this person from educated families, this person from they nobody in that nobody in that you know, there's a mechanics over here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is a banker over here. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Things like that are going on. In, we in have a lot of similarities um, between the both of our families. Like, um, you know, he was raised in a two-parent home. I was raised in a two-parent home. They were church-going. My parents were church-going. It's four of them. It's four of us. He's the oldest. I'm the oldest. He went to two HBCUs. I went to two HBCUs. So we have very similar um, just families um cultures but there are also a lot of differences in our family cultures because I grew up in Virginia um, and it's um, a little bit different I thought it was the south until I got here but no this is this is the south for sure right. uh, so we have to we do have differences but um, I think that the similarities and the differences if they're talked about um, and appreciated in advance then it, it shouldn't cause too much of a rift in a relationship now 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 let's get to some of these nuts and bolts. <laughs> Those are the cupcakes. All right, let's get it. So here's the thing: the the reason that right, that you know when I reached out to you, mm -hmm. um, y'all were very very much the couple I absolutely wanted to have this conversation with. Here's the here's the situation a lot of people are having. Um, so of course, money is the main reason most divorces happen. Mm -hmm. You know, what I mean? and a lot of times that's in the situation from from our research where uh, one person becomes a lower. You know what I'm saying? Becomes low with the other person. And so you have this like one person being the one person being bossy, the other person being um, not wanting to be bossed. Mm -hmm. Right? And so it, it, it turns adversarial, and by the time it's all over, it's just time for both people to go either way. Now, you are very much different because you're in your 20s, but you're both kind of bossy. Right? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So how does that part work? That's what I'm trying to get to with that. How, how does that part work? You both have your own. It's not like you're, hey, you, you wouldn't be nothing without me. You see yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, I, th I think we play off of each other. Um, 
she's definitely stronger in certain areas than what I am. And then she could say the same thing about me. But at the end of the day, I think before we met and came together um, to start a relationship, you know, we both had our own thing. And we were both hardworking. We had work ethic, um, goal-driven. So we had the foundations of kind of being bossy, so to speak, separately. And so when you come together as a couple, I think it's playing off of your strong points. Um, it's never a situation to where um, I'm holding something over her head in terms of accolades or, or what have you, or she's holding something over my head. It's, it's nothing like that. We work together. Um, I think another strong point for us is we do a lot of work together. Um, a lot of the community activities um, and things that we do around the area, you know, we make sure we do it together um, because we're stronger as a couple than separately trying to do something. So there's a lot of synergy there. Um, like getting closer to your question with the uh, how we, I guess, handle money or how couples handle money. At the end of the day, people develop their money habits before they get into a relationship. Um, and a lot of their money habits come from however it was that they were raised, whatever it was that they were taught. Um, go Earlier, I said that we have very different family situations, and um, but we do have different family cultures and different family habits. I grew up in downtown Newport News, um, so I know how to stretch a dollar way beyond its means. Um, and so even now that I don't have to stretch a dollar, I still have the mindset of stretching a dollar. So um, my habits for spending money are wildly different from his habits of spending money. But that's not to say that one is better or worse because, you know, he will enjoy his money a lot more than I will. But I'll have more than what he will because I'm going to save my dimes. Um, but um, figuring out how that, like, talking about the kind of life that you want to live and figuring out what money has to do with that and how your money has to work is um, important to not having these big issues down the road. Uh, so like me, I'm like I said, I'm good at saving money, but I'm terrible at tasking. So I will have all the money in my account to pay the bills and forget to pay the bills because I'm not good with tasking. Whereas he's phenomenal with tasking. If the bills are due Friday, he's going to pay them all on Monday. I would never do that. So <laughs> like, I'll organize the money, Man, but let do him Friday. I'm going to pay them on Thursday. Right. <laughs> Either way. Monday like, they if, late. Um, <laughs> I'm at the Monday before. Oh, okay. But, okay. Um, but yeah, so, like, play off of my strength of making sure the money in the account and play off of his strength of making sure the bills are actually paid. But you have to know your strengths and know your weaknesses and then know the strengths and weaknesses of your partner or your spouse or whatever up front because you don't want to discover those things once you start spending money together. You want to discover those things before you start putting your money together, before you start spending money together, and especially before you start going on ventures like a wedding or anything like that. Because once you start, if you don't have this conversation until you're already spending money, it's too late. That's, that was my next question. So how, okay, how long was it into your dating process when you realized that you had this synergy and that you had that particular structure? And was it, um, you know, was it later on in dating or was it closer to the wedding? Or when did y'all know that it was there? And, and I guess, how did you know? Like, did, like, were you able to be with, like, hey, uh, 
I guess it's time for us to show each other our bank statements. And we look, hey, you've been doing pretty good. You know, how, how does that, how does, when did you know? You know I how think did it you was know? closer to, um, to when you bought the house. Yeah. Because um, that was like our first major venture. Now, granted, I wasn't a part of the venture fiscally, but I was his realtor. So, um, so I did understand what was going Shouts on. Shouts out. <laughs> right, right. So, um, I think that's when we first started to see like what your money habits were. Um, and we started talking about what mine were because I bought a home in Virginia before I moved here and I sold it um, now that we're together. But um, so just kind of knowing how I handled my money through my home buying process and seeing how he handled his money through the home buying process, it kind of gave me a perspective of, okay, this is what he's really good at. This is what I'm really good at. And then just being bold enough to have that conversation. If you're going to be bold enough to be in a marriage with somebody you need to be bold enough to talk about money and that's something that our people particularly don't like talking about um just in general <laughs> with people like nobody want anybody to know what they have which is fine but at the same time if you're keeping all of your gems to yourself then what are you really doing for your family what kind of legacy are you really leaving what kind of impact are you really making in the community so you you have to be able to to share those you know, pointers, I guess, uh, of, hey, this is what I did when I bought my house. Hey, this is how much I saved when I bought my house. Um, hey, this is what I probably shouldn't have spent money on. This is the mistake that I made. And just like girlfriend, realtor aside, like being his friend at the time, it's just like, I want to make sure that he's making a wise investment. So, no, you don't need to have, like, granite countertops already in your kitchen. We can go back in and put those later. But just, you know, having those kinds of conversations about how much something is going to cost and how much it is that you have and how you grow what you have, um, candidly. Sorry. Yeah, that that underwriting process for anyone who's ever bought a home <laughs> is something that if you're not disciplined, it'll teach you discipline. Because, you know, as a single man, um, you used to buying whatever you want, whenever you want. Um, you go through that underwriting process, that's going to put you in check real quick. Because uh-huh. you, you see, the, the moment you spend too much, you're going to get a call from that bank. And they're going to say, hey, uh, you either need to chill out if you want this house or you're not going to get the house because they're trying to see if the money that you bring in, will you be able to afford the debt and pay it off? And if your spending habits are undisciplined, um, they're not going to take a chance on it because that shows you don't really want it. And so in going through that process and learning, hey, I'm getting ready to make this investment, not only for me, but my future family. I've got to be disciplined. And seeing how she managed um, when it came to how, you know, sharing stories about when she had her home and the things that she did and the things she did to make her money stretch. And even now, the way she makes her money stretch, she said she came from Newport News and knows how to make it stretch. My parents were lawyers and in corporate America, so for a lot of my childhood, uh, money wasn't necessarily an issue in making it stretch. But now that I'm out of mom and dad pockets and I'm not in corporate America, so to speak, 
I'm now having to learn how to make something stretch when I wasn't necessarily trained to do so. So I, w- I was raised to manage money wisely, but the money was there. Now that you're by yourself mm-hmm. in creating something new, you have to create new streams of revenue because you're, it's completely different from what your parents experience than from what you're experiencing. And so having someone along the journey who knows how to make something stretch and knows how to manage wisely has been a blessing. And that goes back to playing off of each other's strengths. Absolutely. So, so basically it was the underwriting process that kind of let y'all know. Mm-hmm. That's where yeah, you had the, the evidence of that. Underwriting will make or break you. <laughs> okay. And a lot of it um, is... A lot of it is just habits. Um, People don't realize how emotional spending really is, but almost every time that you buy something, even though it may seem like just a transaction, there is some sort of emotion tied to it. And nobody would consider, like, nobody would consider, you know, buying a house so much of an emotional transaction as what it is, but it is. Or buying a blazer, something emotional. Like, why are you buying this blazer if you don't need it? Like, think about it before you swipe your card. Oh, because you want it. Well, why can't you tell yourself no? Then you get into your emotions. So, it, and if people consider their transactional emotion and kept their emotions in check, you know, you could make $100,000 a year or $50,000 a year and still have the same lifestyle, um, all depending on your spending habits. So, um, for me, like, I've been in the space where, you know, I, I was on a teacher, I was a teacher when I bought my house and I was 24 when I bought my house. Um, I did not want to move back into my parents' house to save money for a house, but that was more emotional than it was logical. Logic said, move back into your parents' house and save your money so that you can move into your own house and still have money in your savings and still be able to decorate and still be able to play and travel and do whatever I wanted to do with my friends. And so putting the logic before the emotions when it came to spending and saving and money habits in general put me in a position to check myself when it comes to uh, my money habits and to also be able to see it in other people. Uh, I'm a realtor now, and for my clients, like that's something that I need to be able to pick on, pick up on. Like if this person can't stop spending money, if they don't have a whole lot of it, they may not make it through underwriting because you could have, uh, you know, be pre-approved for a loan and get halfway through the loan decide that you want to buy a new car and go do something on your credit and now you lost the house but that's all because you couldn't wait and now we got to figure so I need to know if you're the type of person that can't wait like why can't you check yourself how are you emotionally as a spender but um, a lot of the things with money and relationships comes from being self-aware of who you are when it as it refers to money Absolutely. That's a waiting. So that takes me to the next question, right? Okay. Like I said, you're both pre thirty. Um, a lot of people, most most of the power couples, like yeah, yeah, well, people who listen to this podcast, they know what I do for a living. So I'm around a lot of different types of people who live in different type of lifestyles and have different tax brackets and things like that. Mm-hmm. Most power couples don't get married. They get married around 45, 48. Mm-hmm. So. Um, you know, when you're talking about people who have your own the way that the way that you do, how did you know that like 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 for you, Emma, you, you after y'all got married, there were other you made other moves in your career. You know what I'm saying? You moved uh, and, and where a lot of men, I know and women, mm-hmm. um, are like, 
if I get married, it's going to slow down what I got going on. I got to, you see what I'm saying? So how did you, you know, how did you balance that part out with, did you, you know, maybe there's another love line to get to before I need to, oh, well, how I don't, that? For us. I'm going to say, speak for the men, because men be on that, um, I ain't going to get married until I got $100,000 in my savings account. Well, so. yeah, I'll touch on that, but I was saying specifically for you and I, uh, we never, ever intended to set out to be a power couple per se. Um, we actually think what we do is pretty ordinary. We don't do anything outside of of what we think we're supposed to do or the direction God is leading us to do. Um, and so we don't think we do anything extraordinary to be a power couple. Now, for a lot of people... Um, Especially millennials, we're so focused on achieving so much, you know. Um, we feel like we're chasing something, whether it be money, status, position, title, whatever. We're so caught up in the chase that we're in this tunnel vision mode and never look around us. And so if you spend all of that time and all of those years chasing behind something that is not really all that once you get it. You've missed the experience. And part of that experience is sharing that with somebody else. Um, we firmly believe that, you know, both of us together are more powerful than we are individually. Um, she's got connections across the world just from what she's done um, from her foundation, Hate Won't Win. Um, I'm not that connected across the world to where she is, but if we put our minds together and created something new and with a, a mission um, to achieve something, I firmly believe what we put together to, um, together is better than what we can do individually. Um, my company, I work for Keller Williams, and my brokerage um, preaches living life by design. So my job right now as a realtor, you can live it two different ways. You can design your life around your job, or you can design your job around your life. It's one or the other. Um, and I am uninterested in <laughs> designing my life around my job. I'm just uninterested in it because at the end of the day, I've seen people, you know, who have these high-level corporate jobs, but then when the stock market crash, they're jumping out of buildings. Or, you know, you see people who have all of these things, like have fame, fortune, fans, all that stuff, and miserable. are still miserable. Um, they still have regular breakdowns, and they still are regular people. They put on their legs, they put on their pants one leg at a time, just like everybody else. And so you have to figure out what's important to you. To me, um, a legacy is important, and not like a legacy on my Vita on a piece of paper. Like, I mean a legacy um, building with the man that God called me to be with. Like, I'm not interested in chasing careers, dollars, followers, or any of those things. Like, I'm going to chase God, and whatever comes with that comes with that. Like, I wasn't looking for a husband, but I got one. Um, I wasn't looking for a business, but I got one. I wasn't looking for a nonprofit, but I got one. But I was just doing what God told me to do in the moments that he told me to do it, and um, it's worked out for me. But for people... 
I understand that some people really do love work. Like I come from like my mom's side of the family, like they love working. Like they they all work hard. Um, as well as should though, there's nothing wrong with hard work. Um, but I do believe in um, prioritizing things and in the level of priorities in my life, work just is not, nor will it ever be, number one. Yeah. I think our generation chases a lot for the look of it. Um, we like to look successful, whether it be um, you know, designer clothes, nice cars, houses, whatever it is, materialistic things. Um, but like she said, you can have a, a house fire, all that stuff be gone, but what's your legacy afterwards? No, she actually literally had a house fire. Yeah, and it put a lot of things into perspective because I was working four jobs in Virginia when I was there. I was a church musician. I played at three different churches. I taught private lessons. I taught full-time teaching. And I was in grad school full-time. So and house I, caught on fire while she was in it. Mm-hmm. And so when my house caught, after I did all that to save for this house, that was really pretty. And I decorated all like how I wanted to. And it was just a really nice house. And I was having a really good time for all of six months before it caught on fire in the house. And everything that I had just put into it and everything that I owned was either up in flames or completely soaked in water or had smoke damage. So, and that was prior to the Mother Emanuel shooting. So it really just put a whole lot into perspective. Like, okay, I lived for a year and a half um, just in between Virginia and South Carolina. And I was just like, wow, I did all that for possessions. Um, I was tired. Um, and I, you know, I still enjoyed myself, but at the end of the day, I was still happy without it. And so I wanted to keep that in mind going forward as I switched careers out of education and into business that, I need to be happy and what it is that I'm doing. And the one sure way to be happy is to make sure that I'm doing uh, what God called me to do and in the order that he called me to do it. And so just not putting all of these things just before the things that really matter. Yeah. I, I, wow. See, that's a, that's a lot of freedom in everything y'all y'all just been saying. Yeah. I, I can tell you this, you know that living like that, you don't get a ball and chain that way. No, no. you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's, no. that's 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 serious, right there. And I think that's probably you know, it seemed, from what you're saying, I mean, like like you like you said, it's it's how you all began. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you all began a lot different than a lot of other people. Some people get married through obligation. Some people yeah. get married mm-hmm. through tradition. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, and like Y'all chose said, this. We, we, That's weren't, all right. we weren't looking for each other. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> no, I definitely wasn't looking for a wife, let alone a girlfriend. You know, and so that wasn't on my mind. And then we just so happened to cross paths. And of course, it was ordained for it to happen that everything fell into place. And, you know, we're blessed that it happens because we're cognizant of the fact that a lot of couples aren't like that. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's not necessarily so smooth and organic or if it is um, families are bickering with each other because the in-laws don't like the other in-laws right. and like we're really really blessed we don't have that issue um, because like I said everything just fell into place you know 
my father always says all the time when he gets around her uncle, he's like, who would have thought when we were running crazy at South Carolina State and, <laughs> and doing dumb stuff in Bethay Hall that, you know, 30 years later, our children and nieces would be getting married. Right. You know, and, and that literally sets the foundation. And so foundation is huge for us because as we start this new life um, together, what kind of foundation are we setting for the future generations that come? And, you know, being fiscally um, knowledgeable is something that's so crucial because she said it, um, our people um, aren't necessarily so in tune with that. You know, in my professional career, um, I deal with money every day, um, especially with black churches. And so... Um, you know, the Bible says my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. We are literally killed for what we don't know, whether it be physically or whether it be fiscally. If we don't know what to ask for when we go try to get money or if we don't know how to get out of debt when we get into debt, it will literally kill you and it'll it'll stipend you. And, you know, trying to reverse some of those generational things is, is huge for us, especially as we get ready to embark on this new uh, life together. Absolutely. Yeah, we, 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 we went like 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot chunked in that 30 minutes. My goodness. A, a, a lot of what I gathered from what you're saying has a lot, like I said, has a lot to do with how you meet and what you had in mind yeah. when you met. Well, even, even still, like, there, I have... I'm an advocate for the underdog. So, like, I know that everybody's situation can't be as much of a fairy tale as ours, but um, it's all about the foundation. Like, you can meet in the most unforeseen circumstances and it could be bad, but that just means that you scrap the whole thing and you build a good foundation. Um, so, like, I've known couples to, have, you know, get into do the baby, you know, the horse come before the carriage where they have the baby and then they have, and then they go back and try to figure out how to get married and get married out of tradition or get married out of obligation. Um, but that's not to say that God still can't use your marriage and you can't go back and get to the basics and rebuild your foundation. It's just like how they rehab houses you know the houses you can find a house from 1920 and make it you know worth way more than what it was worth when you got there you do it every night on hgtv right so (laughs) but it's all about the foundation so if you can't build on the foundation that you have scrap it and build on another foundation that's real tough equally yoked Absolutely. Let, let, let them know where they can find you on, uh, you know, on, on different uh, social media things and all that. And, you know, yeah, get your, get your Keller Williams information. <laughs> you, know. um, you can find me on Facebook, uh, Hamilton Richburg Grant, um, Instagram, HRG Inspires, Twitter, HRG Inspires. Um, we're also president and vice president of Columbia Urban League Young Professionals. So if you're interested in joining, you can visit our Instagram at C-U-L underscore Y-P. And we're also on Facebook with that, with the Columbia Urban League Young Professionals. And I encourage everybody in the state of South Carolina, if you have someone <laughs> who is interested in higher education, South Carolina State is a great institution. Um, you can visit our website, scsu.edu, for applications. Um, I'm also a... a uh, board of trustee member for South Carolina State, so we promote positivity all the way around. We firmly believe, um, and before we get to Alana's stuff, that you know, 
we get so tired of seeing people talk about change, right? Because it's so easy to talk about it, but the people who talk about it often have no solution. Um, there is no the solution. Um, there's just ideas to try to fix a problem, right? And so if nobody pre prevents or uh, presents a solution to the problem, you're part of the problem. And one of the reasons why we're so passionate and so actively involved in our communities and our uh, HBCUs and our fraternities and sororities is because you have to be changed to see change. And you have to be example. You have to be an example of change so other people can have faith in the change and in the system. And so if they don't have anybody to look towards, if they don't have any examples, um, whether it be young or old, then they're going to disconnect themselves from that. So we put out all that stuff um, not to brag and say we do all this stuff, but no, we want to get involved because believe me, it's stuff <laughs> we trying to drop right now um, because our plates are just too full. Um, we just need more people to pick up the mantle, have a heart for change and not a heart for agenda. Wait, wait, wait before we get to you, before we get mm -hmm. to you, I, 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 that, that made me think about something mm -hmm. because I remember when you, um, uh, I, when we were getting ready to do a, a, the cooperative that we were doing, yeah, um, and you sent me to a financial guy. Uh huh. That financial guy, well, let me tell you something. He was like, "Yeah, you need to bring your wife in." Now, you know, I'm, I'm we're used to, you know, my wife kind of does this part, and I do the the business part or whatever, and she does the kind of home housewife thing. Yeah. Make sure the kids are good, which I need. Per I mean, look, <laughs> look, I'm in and out of town. I need that. Oh it my works. goodness, I need that. Yeah. But um, he made both of us come up in there. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, so we talking about solutions. I don't want. I don't want to go through that. He he did solve some problems for oh, us yeah. though, and he forced us to solve some problems that we were just trying to, you know, pretend weren't problems. You know what I mean? It's one of those things. So, like like you said, you know, we like to talk about problems and not talk about solutions. But um, even in the articles that I was getting ready to do this this interview, one of the main things they said was to come up with uh, one of those financial management plans mm -hmm. um, before you get married. You know, go in and get a financial management plan done with the financial advisor or with a website that already has that stuff in place. So that is one solution as far as, you know what I'm saying, like you were saying, um, that's what that you like what the underwriting process did for you guys. Yeah. That's what that process kind of did for us. It is not an easy conversation, you know, <laughs> to be not. completely real. Like, <laughs> and we would be liars to say that, you know, even now we don't struggle with that conversation because, you know, when you are taking on a task of trying to pay for a wedding, you know, um, and you're used to making your own money and doing what you want to do with your own money, and now that is scrapped because everything goes towards that wedding, and then you're being asked to cut down more on what it is that you spend to go towards. So, I mean, that's not an easy conversation, um, and it's not always going to be easy. It's not going to be pretty. Uh, she may, down the line, want to take money out of our account to make an investment on a property. And I may not be feeling it completely, but you have to have that conversation because I think a lot of couples get into trouble thinking that the money is strictly theirs individually, individually, excuse me, and take the money and do what they want with it and then tell the spouse about it later. Um, one of the things that we talked about in marriage counseling was that, you know, as we move forward from engagement to husband and wife, when you talk about buying something, what is the, you know, purchase amount um, limit 
that you can buy something individually without telling your spouse. That in itself is a huge conversation. Because if you used to making money and you used to, to, to doing what you want, now I not necessarily ask permission, but I got to have a conversation if I want to spend more than $100 or more than $1,000. You know, when before, I ain't about to check nobody. And it's also a continual conversation. Yeah. So you don't just talk about it like right before you get married. Like you have to keep talking about it because your money should be growing. And so as your money grows, like you should be making adjustments because your bills grow, you know, add kids, houses, uh, daycare, all that jazzy stuff. Like you're adding car bills. Maintenance, yeah, car maintenance, maintenance, all that stuff. So you have to Money is something that you have to regularly talk about. So it's something that you have to just get comfortable um, talking about with the person that you plan on spending your life with. Um, Because it's not worth a divorce. It's just not. Um, And going back to what Hamilton was saying, like, about spending, it's... It's really just emotional. Like when we go through the um, premarital counseling, which I definitely advocate for for anybody who is about to get married or who is already married or who is thinking about getting married, I always advocate for premarital counseling or marital counseling, not just when problems, you know, or when stuff hits the fan, but like continually and in advance. But, um, you work through all those emotions. We talked about how um, spending is tied to your emotions, but you get to work through all the emotions about everything else going on in your life too. So now when something comes up, you can see it for what it is and for not what you perceive it to be. Um, And that helps you to be better for your partner. That helps you to be um, in whatever your role is in that money part or the money situation in your household. Um, I'm supposed to give you all my stuff. <laughs> okay, Sorry, I'm I on. Yes, I'm on um, Facebook as Alana R Simmons, um, and on Instagram at I am Alana Renee. That's R E N E E underscore. Um, don't follow me on. Well, you could follow me on Twitter. I think it's the same thing, but I don't be tweeting. So <laughs> I'm just on Facebook and Instagram. I can't. I can't keep up with all those. Those are my personal pages, and then. Um, my real estate page is at Alana is my realtor. That's on Facebook. My Instagram personal page is like my business page. And then my nonprofit pages are at Hate Won't Win. If you want to know more about uh, what I do with my nonprofit for um, the Hate Won't Win movement, we basically advocate for unity through demonstrations of love and encourage other people to take the same just stand. Um, so if they follow us up there, they can see things that we're doing in the community, participate in the challenges see where we're going um, and all that jazzy stuff Um, and then of course if you're interested in buying or selling a house even if you're interested in just moving I encourage people to uh, reach out to me Um, for me it's not um, there are a lot of realtors out there and a lot of them are interested in getting commission which is what we're all interested in but there are not a lot of them who are out there interested in helping people to build wealth and um Owning a home is one of the um, most 
attainable ways of building wealth in America, you are going to have to live somewhere anyway. And basically, if you are paying rent, you are making somebody else rich in their sleep. Whereas if you are owning a home and you're paying off your mortgage or paying down your mortgage, you know, you're setting yourself up to be able to retire. Um, I made a post today that said, you know, every day that you um, invest in yourself is a day that you are paying not to have to work. Um, and so when you think about people who are looking to retire, you know, a mortgage, if you pay it just like how the bank lays it out is 30 years. So if you're buying, like people talk about, oh, I'm too young to buy in my 20s and 30s. Like, don't you buy into that because in your 20s or 30s, you pay into your retirement, which you're nine to five in your 20s and 30s. Like, that's exactly what you're doing when you're buying a home, except for this is something that you control and not, you know, your state or your employer. So I definitely advocate for young couples, even if they might move, even if, you know, all these other factors going to play uh, come into play own your own um, don't you don't want to have to be dependent on your landlord to fix your refrigerator or dependent on your government to send you what you need to pay your landlord own your own so that you can leave a legacy for your family y'all heard it <laughs> y'all heard it and if you ain't got the discipline to do that you might not want to get married yet but we um we did <laughs> We just like to thank y'all, man. Man, no, thank you. Oh my goodness. And, and not just for this, man. Like we've been knowing each other for a couple of years now. You know, you guys are always on the the front lines of promoting positivity um, through all media outlets, um, whether it be community events or whether it's giving you know ordinary people some platforms. And that needs to be commended. And you guys do an incredible job of doing that. So thank y'all for everything that you. Man, thank, thank y'all. We gonna try to we gonna try to keep it up. We gonna try, y'all gonna have to do more of this though, because I, I, you know I'm 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 sitting, I'm sitting there trying to control it, but I know there's some other couples that's gonna need to talk to y'all about some things. So we'll, we'll we'll see we'll see what we can do about that. Try to make it work with everybody's schedule and things like that. So it doesn't, you know you can't make yourself on call for the whole world. That uh, that leads to other problems. <laughs> so we're not gonna do that. But until yeah, um till next time, we'd like to thank y'all. Thank, thank y'all. Thank you. The power couple. <laughs> Absolutely. My heart skips skipping the beach You're not close enough So that space between you and me Let's lose it The way you're dancing Swaying to the music Girl, that body and how you move it Every time you cross my mind Girl, I lose it Alexa, play the Country Heat playlist Okay I don't think you know what you're doing to me you got With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need Get tens of millions of songs Download the Amazon Music app today